This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. You're tuned into The Property Show, our weekly take on all things property related. And I'm Philip C. On today's property show, Satoru Tomo Yamadera, advisor from the Economic Research and Regional Cooperation Department of the ASEAN Development Bank, as we discuss about sustainable capital to drive private sector involvement in affordable housing and also other infrastructure projects beyond housing. A very good morning to you, Tomo. How are you keeping? Thank you. Well, first of all, uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Briefly, uh, allow me to explain my role in the uh, ADB. Uh, I'm also leading the um, Asian uh, bond market. Its initiative, uh, which is the regional uh, financial cooperation uh, led by ASEAN 10 countries plus China, Korea, Japan, and that's called ASEAN plus three. And uh, uh, through a regional cooperation initiative, uh, we provide uh, a lot of uh, uh, sort of projects uh, to support local uh, capital market development and uh, sustainable finance and uh, uh, support for the housing uh, that is also part of our mandate. I mean, your biggest role is to ensure capital markets are facilitated, right, are going to help support the financing of all sorts of different infrastructure projects and most notably affordable housing. And a, a key distinction here is how do you now apply the environmental and social perspective into this lens here? But can I just draw back and, and just get your perspective right? You know, you want to get access and tap capital markets. But the perception for many people is that affordable housing really is the domain of public funding, that government is all driving the development and the construction of affordable housing. How can we break that perception that actually private capital can be a powerful source of finance to drive affordable housing in this part of the world? Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, that's a quite important question. Uh, of course, depends on the level of economic development, how the private capital can tap those uh market uh, is different. But uh, the market like Malaysia, uh, which is relatively developed uh, uh, in many ways, uh, I think uh, there's a large room that private uh, capital can play. Uh, of course, uh, there are certain conditions because of uh, the housing finance uh, depends on the uh, regulatory framework or uh, reg- uh, sort of a, a government setup. Mortgage uh, borrower uh, may be uh, faced to the change of uh, interest rate or uh, they can get the fixed uh, loan for many years. So uh, there may be some sort of a government interventions necessary, depends on the country's context. Uh, basically, uh, the private capital can propose uh, how the risk mitigation framework can be set up for uh, housing. Uh, particularly, I would like to emphasize the risk profile. I mean, if you want to buy a house and you really want to make sure to pay back, you know, the, the mortgage is quite the important part. Uh, so generally speaking, uh, mortgage loan uh, is uh, kind of a, a relatively safe asset. But of course, uh, the each uh, loan repayment is small. So how to construct in the large cash flow uh, that is a kind of uh, area the private sector can jump in and also make a proposal. Of course, uh, the private sector can ask for some sort of a, uh, instit- uh, sort of a public involvement, but the capital uh, does not have to be provided by the government. 
there is always a big room for the private to be to play. And very interesting point, right? You are saying it's very market developed and Malaysia is relatively a developed market. Yes. You made a very interesting point though that private capital is available for affordable housing, but it is really the dynamics of the risk-return relationship that we talk about so much. And the biggest issue we have now in this environment is that the volatility happening with respect to interest rates in terms to supply chains and such, right, is really changing the risk dynamics so far. So am I right to say that private capital is possible to focus on lower returns as long as the public sector or government is willing to mitigate and manage the risk? Well, um, I don't think uh, uh, we should consider the mortgage as low return. As I said, uh, people really try to pay back the mortgage. So uh, in the long run, uh, probably uh, risk profile may not be so high. I mean, it may not be risky. Uh, If we, uh, well, allow me to uh, discuss a little bit the technical point. Well, under the Basel II, uh, in terms of the risk assessment, the mortgage, I mean, the housing finance part, uh, normally uh, we examined uh, those granular loan is relatively safer uh, because of uh, uh, sort of uh, in terms of diversification, uh, the uh, people uh, really try to pay back. So uh, we can put the uh, relatively uh, low risk profile if we can provide a good evidence. So uh, I think uh, uh, that's the role of a private sector. If the private sector need to talk to the regulator, they can show the evidence. Let's say in the last 10 years, performance of the mortgage, uh, the, uh, this can be quite uh, uh, safer comparing to the large sort of a corporate portfolio. And then uh, the regulator may consider. In addition, government may be able to provide some sort of uh, uh, kind of subsidy uh, to promote. Uh, So there are many ways uh, to supplement or mitigate the risk. Uh, so actually, I would think that the uh, the Malaysian private sector uh, can be innovative uh, in this area because the market is uh, relatively well developed. And, you know, you were speaking at the Developing and Financing Green Housing in Asia conference, you know, here in KL, and there are plenty of good examples of innovations that of private capital participation in affordable housing. Can you perhaps cite some examples of really good sustainable innovation in terms of private capital access to affordable housing in this part of the world here? Yeah, thanks. Well, I think, uh, I mean, uh, we can uh, point two points. Uh, the first, uh, ordinary traditional housing, uh, housing loan, uh, where we can focus more on the, in the sense of urban development. In Asia, uh, we have a lot of so-called mega cities. People come into the big cities, but uh, the housing condition is not good. So as a part of urban planning, uh, we need to provide housing particularly affordable housing because uh, most of the people are just migrating to the big city, so they are mostly the low-income people. Another aspect, uh, which is relatively new, uh, how we can build the housing with the context of a more sort of a, uh, friendly to renewable. In a sense, the construction uh, can be considered uh, with our parts can be more sort of recycle, recyclable. And also, uh, we can consider, uh, for example, putting the solar panel on the roof and we can make more sort of a, a sustainable housing. And a lot of part is growing, I think. Uh, it's particularly more developed markets. Uh, we need to think how we can support 
these uh, housing, uh, which is more eco-friendly, and uh, we may be able to create more sort of energy, uh, energy-friendly housing. Uh, so uh, that's uh, kind of a current trend. Our classic lens and understanding of affordable housing is like a construction of a of a house. But actually yes. what you're saying is it's not only about a construction, it's about also in the upgrading, the upgrading, the improvements of the current facilities, the infrastructure to make it more sustainable, to make it more energy efficient, for it to basically be part of the circular economy across the board, right? I think that's an easier part for private capital to be involved in. What are the different kind of mechanisms or solutions you've seen happening in this part of Asia, which allows us to accelerate this rollout, right, to ensure we can embed energy efficiency, sustainable housing in, into all these developments there for the middle classes and below? Well, uh, first of all, uh, well, currently uh, we are still discussing how we can evaluate the performance or in a sense uh, energy saving of those more eco-friendly houses. It depends on, the, let's say, the solar panel or the sort of a performance uh, could be different. And uh, if we want to really examine those performance, uh, it is quite costly. So in a sense, evaluation of effectiveness uh, involve a cost. So I think uh, uh, regulators and also the government may need to come up with some sort of a soft up approach. Uh, they may be able to, let's say, okay, if you uh, follow this and that, uh, we assume that the these are a certain percentage of energy efficient. And then, then the private sector may be able to monetize the, those sort of energy saving or uh, efficiency gain. We, we can't not spend too much money on the examining or evaluation, evaluating the energy efficiency. So I think that is really the role the public sector need to play. So to be the facilitator, evaluator, set the standard, then a private sector can work more. Who are, who are the role models here, right? In, around the world and Asia, who, who has got this, who has really been able to strike the right balance between private and public sector uh, involvement in affordable housing then? Well, that's very good question and also very difficult to answer because still market is evolving. And even uh, Europe or United States, you know, developed markets, I don't think we come to that level yet. But that means Asian markets like Malaysia uh, can lead a global discussion and uh, uh, we may be able to set some sort of standard. Uh, that's why uh, ADB is really trying to form this regional discussion and uh, uh, try to lead this sustainable finance discussion. On today's property show, Satoru Tomo Yamadera from the ASEAN Development Bank as we talk about affordable housing. We'll have more from Tomo after these messages. Stay with us, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to The Property Show on The Morning Run. I'm Philip C. and I have with me Satoru Tomo Yamadera, advisor from the Economic Research and Regional Cooperation Department of the Asian Development Bank, or short for ADB. You know, Tomo, let's just understand and get the basics right about what is affordable housing and how we can define whether a market is going through over or under supply. Uh, what is affordable, of course, depends on the level of economic development. And of course, the uh, sort of uh, uh, the level of income, and also the uh, that uh, may uh, depends on how you may be able to access to the mortgage. If you cannot access to the loan, housing loan, you really need to pile up all the uh, saving to buy houses. 
Uh, so uh, easier sort of, sort of accessibility to housing loan is one aspect. Another point, uh, how sort of uh, 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 in what way you can borrow the money. Uh, some countries, housing loans are floating rate. So directly, uh, you may be impacted by the um, economic changes, policy rate changes. On the other hand, some countries, you may be able to access to much longer uh, housing loan, mm. uh, like Japan. Uh, you can get the 35 years of a mortgage loan and a fixed rate, uh, which is uh, quite easy for ordinary people because you know how much you need to pay. So in a sense, affordable uh, may be uh, different in the various economic contexts, also the financial environment. Uh, but uh, uh, in the context of Asia, I would say uh, still uh, big cities need more supply. Uh, so uh, supply is limited. On the other hand, some more developed market like Malaysia, uh, you probably can have more access to houses and you can find more relatively easy comparing to the other countries. Uh, so in that sense, uh, what you mean by affordable, probably uh, that comes back to to an extent you can ac have access to finance and how easily or how difficult uh, you can make the financial arrangement. I think this is the area the private sector may need to be uh, may need to be able to play more. I think that's the biggest issue, isn't it? Because I think in the Malaysian context, affordable housing has to come with affordable financing. And that's one of yes. the biggest concerns. We think a lot about it from a physical structure that we can build all the affordable housing. There's no issue of supply here and in also pretty good locations. But is there affordable financing to make it work? Do we have the right instruments, the money market products, even to help people basically get up the property ladder and then move even further up, right? So in your part of Japan and also in the rest of Asia Pacific, what are the different ways can the government do to help, you know, ensure that private sector or even the banks and financial institutions are actually offering affordable financing solutions to support affordable housing users. Different governments have a different approach. Um, but I, I think uh, countries uh, which try to provide longer fixed mortgage, those markets uh, we see a relatively higher price of yes. housing. Yep. On the other hand, uh, the countries uh, which only provides the floating rate mortgage, the price tend to be lower uh, because, again, uh, affordability, uh, sort of access to finance affect the price of uh, the mortgage, I mean the houses. Uh, how to intervene the market, that is really the policy decision. I don't think uh, we can say which is good or bad. But uh, uh, in the context of uh, Malaysia, I think uh, since the market has already developed in many ways, what is more important is to provide more choices to the consumer, uh, to the individuals. Some people may prefer uh, to have a fixed, quite long-term uh, mortgage. Some people uh, may prefer much lower uh, rate. So in that case, they may accept uh, the floating rate. Mm. Um, so I think uh, this is really uh, the sense of uh, marketing, how financial institutions uh, want to attract those customers. Important point is, uh, since the Malaysian market has already developed, there are many ways to hedge 
those interest rate risks. So I think more important point for financial institution is which sort of a, a market, which segment uh, they want to tap. And then uh, depends on the uh, loan portfolio, uh, they may be able to hedge the interest rate risk. But give me some examples of how financial institutions can hedge those interest rate risks, right? Particularly linked to property then. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the um, uh, we need to have a well-functioning uh, liquid interest rate swap market. Um, but uh, uh, also, and uh, also linked to the development of a government bond market, uh, because government bond yields uh, sets the risk-free rate. Uh, in that regard, uh, I think Malaysia uh, made a very good progress. Uh, Malaysian government bond market is quite liquid, and uh, uh, we can set a nice, smooth uh, yield curve. I think uh, uh, the Malaysia may be able to uh, consider uh, more sort of a uh, linkage with the uh, overseas investment. Uh, well, uh, the BNM has a legitimate reason to uh, sort of uh, put some sort of, uh, we, I call it uh, the sand uh, on the wheel. Uh, so the some friction uh, to avoid unnecessary market turbulence or unnecessary uh, sort of a, a mm. move of hedge funds in the market. Uh, but uh, if uh, Malaysia can be connected more with the overseas markets, uh, we may be able to see more funds coming into Malaysia. I also understand the Malaysia government is making those efforts. And actually, Malaysia is ahead of the others comparing to other uh, uh, ASEAN countries. This is also uh, maybe the area for additional consideration. And, and back to the original question about affordable financing, in your observation here, right, how much are sustainability goals now injected into affordable financing moving forward? Because that's a new dimension, right, that's been introduced yes. in the past three to five years. What are the different metrics that are now being considered, right, when banks or even capital markets try to, you know, provide access to capital to affordable housing-related projects then? Yeah, well, I think uh, this is the area that we need to still uh, discuss how we can promote. Uh, of course, uh, large sort of uh, uh, condominia, maybe easy like a, a large uh, building, we can uh, assume that what sort of energy saving is possible. And uh, let's say even putting the uh, solar panel on the roof, uh, if the construction is large enough, uh, we can calculate. But also we want to promote uh, energy efficiency for relatively small or individual houses. At this point, uh, there's no uh, clear uh, sort of uh, established uh, standard what needs to be done. I think, uh, but uh, uh, eventually government will uh, provide more sort of a clear guidance. So let's say the uh, putting uh, something on the roof, also the solar battery uh, installed in each houses, if that is assumed to be, let's say, certain percentage of energy efficiency, uh, by collecting those houses, uh, we may be able to make a huge energy saving. I think uh, government needs to show this sort of a direction and also sort of a typical model or some sort of uh, standard or benchmark so the private sector can work based on those assumptions. But it's a very interesting point in which that, you know, these standards, shouldn't it be a more global standard as opposed to national standards? If you really want to access international capital markets, it's very challenging, isn't it, to basically have a broader access to liquidity, liquid capital markets, if you only are guided by narrow national standards then? 
Well, that's very good question. But actually, particularly, let me uh, focus on this solar panel case. Uh, depends on the geography, uh, the, the solar panel efficiency may, it may be different. Uh, so important point is the kind of a government assurance or uh, in a sense, uh, the uh, guarantee for the information disclosure. Uh, so the, uh, that is the role of the government, can package it and then uh, we uh, can disclose those information to the market and investors can make the judgment. When we always talk about affordable housing and affordable financing, you know, the government role has always been about being some form of backstop, being some form of government guarantee. And when I listen to you, the transition is more about putting the right standards, creating liquidity in the markets, right? The government role in facilitating private capital in affordable housing has changed, isn't it? Or has to change in the next three to five years. Yeah, simply because uh, we require huge amount of investment. So the government alone uh, cannot uh, complete the task. So in order to accelerate uh, these so-called sustainable finance, we need to mobilize the capital of the private sector. And that in that case, government needs to shift a little bit their, uh, you know, our role. I mean, the government role, public sector's role. Uh, so most of the market design and also the facilitator. Uh, I think uh, uh, that's the key role that government needs to play, in particularly in the context of sustainable finance. Domo, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today on today's Property Show. I had the privilege of speaking to Satoru Yamadera from the Asian Development Bank as he speaks to us on the back of the Developing and Financing Green Housing in Asian Conference. I'm Philip C. We have the 10 a.m. News Bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise, BFM 89.9. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.